This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, the senior pastor of Metamorphosis Christian Center, Pastor Fumi Ashaolu. Remain blessed as you listen. All right, good morning, church. Good morning. Sorry, media people. They stood off. That's what this woman up to this morning. Are you turning it on and off? How is everyone doing? This last one week has been a very long one for me. I don't know. Does anybody feel like that? It's as if it's been more than seven days since the, Sister Moyo. I have a witness, really. It looks as if it's been, these last seven days, it's been very unusually long. But we know it's been seven days. Amen. All right. Um, the choir sang, in fact, they've ministered to us severally this morning. How many people feel ministered to? I hope when we took that song about, um, have, you, have you ever seen the Lord change? I hope you had conversations with yourself and with the Lord. I hope you spoke to the Lord. And, you know, like saying, God, I know that my trust is in you and you won't fail me. And then the season or the opportunity they gave us to also minister to ourselves, to ask ourselves and probably ask the devil, that have you ever seen God change? Have you ever seen him disappoint? I hope you took that opportunity very seriously. And you ask the devil to educate him a bit that, see, God has never changed. I took the opportunity to tell myself, too, that, see, God has never changed. He hasn't changed. He does not fail. He's not about to start. He will not fail us. Amen. Yes, we know he is faithful. And um, he does not leave all of this work to himself alone. He, he gives us our own parts to do. And you are going to be faithful to do your own parts, too, in Jesus' name. Yeah. You know, when Stisha was crossing over into another song, she was saying something like, you know, we've been told about the faithfulness of God and that it does not really depend on you. And a question rose up in my heart. Really? It doesn't depend on me? Are you saying? Because she was saying it is the nature of God to be faithful. It is God's nature and it's not really up to you. And, you know, a question was coming up in my mind because somebody can say, okay, if it is left to God, then that means I don't have anything to do or, well, I can go on not trusting him. And then a scripture came to my mind, Romans 2, 4. Can we have that scripture? We're still going to stand and read our Bible reading, take our Bible reading for the day. But let me go through that. Even though I know I don't have plenty of time, but somehow I will still want to start from that Romans 2, verse 4. And probably give us the lyrics of a particular song that came to me too as I looked at it. As I looked at this scripture. Verse 4 says... Um, or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? The faithfulness of God, the kindness of God, the generosity of God, it doesn't leave you a worse person. It doesn't leave you not wanting to push and trust God and, you know, expect God. It doesn't leave you in that place where you are not doing anything. His is, is, um, faithfulness, his um, kindness, his generosity, his long-suffering, when he does one for you and you realize it, he, it, um, it informs, he helps you to become faithful yourself. When you experience one level of God's faithfulness or one aspect, or you see God faithful in one regard towards you in your life, he helps you to become, as in you... After a while, even if you start out not wanting to trust God, after a while, after you have enjoyed God, you've seen God faithful and faithful, He begins to build your confidence to trust the Lord. The scripture says His kindness leads us to repentance. And in this, in this um, 
um, particular one, you, I can say repentance is if I'm not matching up God's faithfulness, I am not being faithful as he expects me to be. After you have enjoyed his faithfulness, after a while, you begin to talk to yourself to say, what is wrong with you that you are not faithful to God? Amen. What is wrong with you that you are not trusting in the Lord? What is wrong with you that when the Lord says something, you are not quick to hold on to it? You begin to be faithful. Is anybody tracking with me this morning? That is the way there are several other ways I can interpret this scripture. The kindness of God. You know that song that just came to me. I don't know how many of us know that song. It says, It's your kindness that leads us to repentance, O Lord. Knowing that you love us, no matter what we do, makes us want to love you too. Does anybody know the song? I know it's an oldie. It says, you said? Some people are not going to church at that time. It says, if you are for us, who can be against us? You've given us everything through your only son. I can't sustain. It's your kindness that, at least I know it's sustained, I should do in that place. Eh? Kephas, I've not disappointed you too much. At least I know what I'm supposed to do. I just could not do it. I know it's sustained that you should do. Amen. Amen. It's your kindness that leads us to repentance, O Lord. Knowing that you love us, no matter what we do, makes us want to love you too. If you are for us, who can be against us? You've given us everything through your only soul. I tried. It's your kindness that leads us to repentance, O Lord. Knowing that you love us, no matter what we do, makes us want to love you too. So thank you very much. The way it came to my mind is, we are going to enjoy the faithfulness of the Lord, and it's not going to leave you the same way that you are. It's going to make you also change. Your level of faithfulness, and by faithfulness, I'm not even, I'm, I'm saying faithfulness in trusting the Lord. Faithfulness in believing the Lord. Faithfulness in saying, I know that God will come up to me, F- uh, come, you know, come through for me. Faithfulness in saying, you know, to, to, for you to match your, your faith with what God is requiring of you. Your faithfulness to do that is going to increase also. Amen. It's not going to leave you a faithless person. It's not going to leave you a person that will continually doubt God, that will continually not arise to match up with the kind of expectation that God expects you to have of him. Amen. So as you see the Lord, as he does one thing, and you can look back and say, wow, the Lord has done this, it will command a level of trust in you greater than where you used to be. That is the faithfulness, that is, is, um, that is what I'm interpreting this to mean, that the kindness of the Lord will lead us to repentance. It will lead me to repent of unbelief. 
It will lead me to repent of trusting, of not trusting the Lord. It will lead me to repent of doubting the word of the Lord to me. It will, it will, it will lead me not to depend on what I can see, but to depend on what he has said to me. That is the way I want you to see this repentance now. Amen. Is anybody tracking with me? The kindness of the Lord will lead you into repentance. It's going to change you. You know, we, we, for those of us that went through um, the discipleship class, We've learned that repentance, without repentance, nobody can come to God. Nobody can become saved. You become, you repent, and then you start your journey. That is where we start, you know, our journey from. And we've said that this repentance is an ongoing thing. Repentance is not something that happens when you wanted to become a born-again Christian. Repentance is something that will forever be a part of your life. As the Lord shows you, you repent. As the Lord shows you, you are not, I'm not even saying repenting from sin now. You are repenting from not being quick to trust the Lord, not being quick to believe what the Lord is saying. You are repenting from wanting to see a sign before you move. Do you understand? We are repenting from being children of Israel that after they have seen the Lord, you know, um, part the Red Sea for them, he provided manna in the, as soon as those miracles were over. They will cry out again and say, we don't even have water here. As he brought us here to kill us, you know, you need a level of repentance to say, no, why did I think like that? The God that was with me when I killed the bear, when I killed the lion, I should have enough confidence to believe that he will be with me as I bring down the head of this Goliath. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is the repentance that I'm looking at this morning. I'm saying, God will help every one of us as we see his faithfulness. We will become born again, you will become repentant again, and you will match, you know, you, you will match um, the, the required expectation. You will match your faith, you know, with what the Lord expects you to, expects it to be in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, with that said, I want us to stand on our feet as we read from Luke 22, 7 to 13. I'll be bringing the word of the Lord to us from there and the title for today. I'm still continuing with inheriting the kingdom. I'm just looking today at following God's GPS. That's what we're going to be looking at today. Following God's GPS, but it's still under that series of inheriting the kingdom. Amen. So media team, can you please help project Luke 22? Or if you can get your Bible in your hand, Luke 22 from verse 7, we'll read all the way to 13 out loud amen okay it says then then came the day of the unleavened bread when the passover must be killed and he sent peter and john saying go and prepare the passover for us that we may eat it so they said to him where where do you want us to prepare and he said to them, Behold, when you have entered the city, a man will meet you carrying pitcher of water. Follow him in the house which he enters. Then you shall say to the master of the house, the teacher say, says to you, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large furnished upper room. There make ready. So they went and found it just as he had said to them, and, the, and then and, or they prepared the Passover. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless your holy name. We honor you. We appreciate you for the privilege of being your own, the privilege of having our lives laced with touches of yours. We thank you. 
Thank you for the life that we have in you. Thank you, Lord, for who you have called us to be. Thank you, Lord, for who you are making us to be. Thank you for the things that you are doing in us. Lord, we ask that you will help us to continually make ourselves available to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask this morning as your word comes, we pray that you will help us to take your word in. We ask that your spirits will indeed converse with each and every heart here represented and as many as will watch online and even watch hereafter. Lord, we ask that you will speak to our hearts. You will teach us your word. You will cause light to come. You will cause illumination to come to us in the name of Jesus. You will help us to become better at the end of this meeting than we are right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, awesome Redeemer. Let everyone hear your instruction. Let everyone be encouraged. Let everyone be given grace to rise up to do in the name of Jesus. We give you praise, for we've prayed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Please have your seat. Thank you very much. Okay, we have a word of the Lord here that I just want to read to us. And the Lord truly does not waste his words. When the Lord brings something to you, it's because you need it. Amen. So I want us to open our hearts and receive this and say yes to the Lord. It says, I am the God of breakthrough. I'm the God of breakthrough. I'm the God of breakthrough. I am breaking you through your finances. I am the Lord that can do much more than you can think or imagine through the power that works in you. That abundance you cannot see, I am putting in your vision. Amen. That good news you cannot hear, I am opening your ears to hear it. Amen. That, 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 um, that expected end you cannot understand, I am bringing understanding. I am bringing stability so that your faith can show forth. Men will see you and see the manifestation of God's wealth. Metamorphosis rejoice. The church in metamorphosis rejoice. For the Lord has risen upon you to bring you that which you desire. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Hallelujah. Can we just rise and say, Lord, we rejoice in the name of Jesus. Lord, we rejoice, we rejoice, we rejoice. We shout, we sing. This is the God that says to the barren, he says, sing you barren shout rejoice 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 take your eyes take your heart off that which seems to be your challenge rejoice 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 father we rejoice this morning we rejoice this morning we shout for joy we shout for joy we shout for joy we shout for joy we shout of the king is among us in the name of Jesus. The shout of the king is among us. The shout of the king is among us in the name of Jesus. Oh Father, we thank you. We bless you, oh God. Thank you for taking your time to command us to rejoice again. To rejoice, rejoice, and again I say rejoice. Father, we rejoice. We rejoice. We will not be deprived of the seasons that we should have. We rejoice. We rejoice. We will not cut short that which we want to do. We rejoice. We rejoice, Lord. We say yes to what you want to do. We will not turn our back to it, Lord. We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice, oh God.
God and we say yes to all that you want to do in our individual lives, oh God, amongst us as a community. Lord, we shout for joy. We shout for joy. We shout for joy in the name of Jesus. Shout, for he has given us the city. Nobody knows it. I'm not on my own in Jesus' name. Shout, for he has given us the land. Nobody knows it. Hmm. Not by power, not by might, by my spirit, says the Lord. I don't know it again. We will shout. We will. Kephas, you don't know it. You are falling my hands. Eh? Amen. Ah. All right, we shout because the Lord has given us the city. The Lord has given us all that he has intended for us, and we will not miss out on anything in the name of Jesus. Amen. You remember that we said there is an attitude to receiving from the Lord. There is an attitude. There is an attitude. We can very much miss, please have your seat. We can very much miss what the Lord wants to do just by bad attitude, by wrong attitude. And so the Lord is saying to us, you know, let me just flip to that Isaiah 54. Because as I read that message, that was what came to mind. Verse 1. Can you, can I have it on the screen, please? Isaiah 54 is not part of what I planned. But we can see that this is what the Lord is saying. He says, sing, O barren. You who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud. Cry aloud. You who have not labored with child for more. Say more. More. Are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. The only reason why it will come to pass is because the Lord has said it. That last part is important. Says the Lord. He's the only one that says a thing and it comes to pass. Says the Lord. He said the children of the, mar- of, of the desolate will be more than the children of the married because I have said it. Amen. Verse 2 says, go ahead and enlarge the place of your dwelling. Amen. He says, let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the, le- to the right and to the left. And your de- Descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Verse 4, it says, do not fear, for you will not be ashamed. Amen. 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 One of the fear of human beings is shame. Shame. I remember now, during the week, I had a particular experience, and I was saying to people that are supposed to be members of this community. They are members of this community, but in that dream, we were like in a class. And I was saying to them, please say to me, what are the things, was as if I gave them an assignment, and they submitted. And I said, beyond what you've written in these sheets of paper for me, can you guys give me other things that, that can make somebody be in business and not be profiting? Or making progress. I said beyond what you have written. You've given me maybe academic um, responses. I said beyond this. Can you tell me? And part of the things that were, 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 came up out of the words he called is. Shame of, of, of not doing well. Can make somebody not even attempt to do well. To start it at all. Shame. At times shame of also asking how should it be done. You know as I read this now it just came to mind. 
you will not be so the fear of that shame can make somebody incapacitated it can hold you back from doing the scripture says here don't be afraid you will not be ashamed it says do not fear that shame that thing that is that you are afraid of which is fear for some you know shame fear of shame for some people the lord says that's shame that fear of shame will not become a reality in the name of jesus it says you will not be disgraced you know for children they said it means when a child falls he will look forward as in i'm looking for somebody to carry me just take pull me up but when an adult falls they look backwards of course they'll look backwards at times to look at what has made them trip and at times also you know maybe shame of you are you are you are falling or you are falling down it's also there for an adult but for a child there is no shame there is no shame in falling right but for an adult it's shameful so you don't want to be disgraced and so because of that at times you don't even want to venture you don't even want to do you just want to stay in your comfort zone you don't want to like that woman said to the to um, was it elijah elijah he said see have you come to embarrass me i did not tell you that i need a son can you remember that story he said i didn't tell you i needed i needed a son you came and afterwards you spoke the word of god to me but now the child is dead it would have been better if i didn't even give birth at all right now there's going to be shame you have brought me into disgrace people will say oh we thought our misery has ended we didn't know the misery went to do press up and now it has come full force the child is gone but God said you will not be disgraced. You will not experience shame. He said you will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. Amen. This is the word of the Lord to us. And we just say, Lord, amen and yes in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So this morning, um, I want to look, like I said, into inheriting the kingdom and want to look at following God's GP, G, uh, GPS. Following God's GPS. This morning in this place, I'm looking at men, women that have been called to inherit the kingdom of God. People that have been called into the kingdom. To, that you, you have been called, you and I have been called to inherit the kingdom of our God. If we look through um, John 3, the Lord Jesus said to us, the only way to see the kingdom, John 3, 3, is, uh, it says when you are born again, you will see the kingdom. But when you become born of the spirit, you become born of the water, you are going to do what? Enter the kingdom. So because you are here, you are born again children of God, you have experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I can safely say that you are in the kingdom of God. This morning, part of what I want to, first of all, the foundation I want to lay is to make you realize that you are in the kingdom of God. The, when you say inheriting the kingdom, it is both something that we do like in the present and then what you are still laying hold of. It has happened and yet it is still happening. You have entered into the kingdom of God. You are a part of the kingdom already because Jesus said if you are born of the spirit, you are born of the water, that is what you need to enter into. The, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is in you. You have entered into the kingdom. You have been called to lay hold of the kingdom. In a way, in a measure, you have laid hold. You have inherited. But then the Lord, you will still keep inheriting this kingdom. You will keep, and when I say inherit, by inheriting the kingdom, I mean, you will, when somebody comes into an inheritance, what does it mean? You have gained possession, right? 
you have gained possession, you have held, you are holding it. It has become yours. So when we say inheriting the kingdom of God, we are saying you are laying old. You are gaining possession of the kingdom of God. And this is not something that we do one time. This is not something that we will do in the sweet by and by when we get to see Jesus. It is both something that has happened, that is happening, and will yet happen. Amen. So, but my focus this uh, morning is that the Lord will help us to lay hold of more of the kingdom of God. Increasingly lay hold. Because you have been called to inherit this kingdom. May you inherit this kingdom with more and more expressions in the name of Jesus. And laying hold of the kingdom of God. When you say the kingdom of God, what you, what you, what you mean by that is a place where the will of God is being done. The Lord Jesus taught us in, um, I think that was in Matthew 6 verse 10. He said, pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. So when I'm saying that you have been called to inherit the kingdom of God and it is in a continual measure, what I'm saying is that may your life experience the, the, the will of God being done increasingly everywhere that you show up in the name of Jesus. We want the realm, that place where God is in authority, where God has full dominion, where what God wants, what is in the heart of God is being done. We want to see more and more of that done in our lives, done in our society, done where you and I are. Amen. You are a part of the kingdom and God expects that his kingdom is being spread abroad by you and I through the activities that we do. One, of the, one other thing, after I've established now, I've tried to remind you that you are a part of the kingdom. And by saying that you are coming to inherit the kingdom, we are saying let more of the will of God be done where you are concerned. Some of these will of God are things that are going to be initiated by you. That God will put in your heart that this is what I want done. And you will go ahead and, you know, get it done. When it gets done and you can see it done, you can say the kingdom of God has come. We are called to be kingdom citizens. We are called to bring the governance of God everywhere that we find ourselves. And everything that God does in my life, in your life, he does not do it in isolation. Everything that we do, that I do, for instance, is connected to you, is connected to several other people. What the Lord is doing in one person's life is affecting several other people, but... In, 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 in essence, the kingdom of God is being furthered. It is being expanded. It is being fleshed out. And the Lord wants to see more and more of that in our lives. Amen. In Jesus' name. So this morning, I want to just consider one of the avenues, one of the ways in which God expands his kingdom. One of the ways in which the will of God gets to be done. You know, when, you, when, when you hear me say kingdom, I want you to just know, zero it down to, in your mind to the will of God being done. The dominion of God, the jurisdiction, the, the governance of God being expanded. Amen. That is what you and I are about. Expanding the kingdom of God. You know, making it go far and wide. Making it not contained, but spreading it out. Where what God wants, like the Lord Jesus taught us, pray. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. We want more of his will to be done. Amen. Um, Matthew 5 verse 3 let's take a look at that 
And then I can, I can continue from there. Matthew 5 verse 3. I'll just read out the NLT. It says, God blesses those who are poor in the spirit. Who are poor. The KJV says poor in the spirit. The NLT says, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. You can see that these people, he said, the people that are poor in the spirit, the people that realize their need of him, he said, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. As you realize that you need more of God, the, the more you realize that you need God and you call for the Lord, you, you partner with the Lord, you ask for the will of the Lord be done. And when the will of the Lord gets done, the kingdom of God is established. And that is why it's saying here, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, meaning they will experience the kingdom. These people that are poor in the spirit, these people that realize their need for God, these people that will reach out to God and call out to God and say, God, I want more of you. These people have the kingdom of God. These people will inherit the kingdom of God. These people will have the will of God done more in their lives. Is anybody understanding what I'm saying? If you are poor in the spirit, you realize your need for God. You will call for God. You will want more of God. You will listen for what God wants. And as you do that, the scripture says, theirs is the kingdom. They have the kingdom of heaven already. So I'm just bringing, making, looking at this to make you realize that we are not talking about the kingdom of God that you will possess at a later time. You are possessing the kingdom even now. You are inheriting the kingdom even now. Everything that you and I do, and we do it, and we know it is what the Lord wants and it gets done, you have established the kingdom, you have extended the kingdom, you have spread the kingdom. Amen. Okay, so this morning I want, to just, um, um, I want us to consider a very critical means of inheriting the kingdom of God. And that is by listening to the word or the instructions of the Lord. That is one critical means through which the Lord enlarges his kingdom, expands his kingdom, furthers his kingdom among men. This is one means through which he does it. He, he releases his instructions. He releases his words to us. The scriptures has a lot to say about the use of word. How God created Hebrews. Let I will go through some scriptures. Um, Hebrews eleven three. Please, can I have Hebrews eleven three up um, on the projector? Hebrews eleven three says, "We understand that the worlds were made by the worlds spoken by God." Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed. Why do we have some of these things? Some of the, um, it says, By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed as God's, no, at God's command. That what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. It was, it was formed from the word of God. We understand by faith that the world was created by the word of God. And God still does this. He still creates, he's still creating our world. Even scientists will tell you that creation hasn't ended. As in, the, you know, it's still going on. It's still, the earth is still getting expanded and expanded because of what the Lord has said, what he has said into, into existence. He said, let there be, let there be. He spoke words. He created things by the words he spoke. And even till now, the Lord is still establishing and is still furthering, expanding his kingdom through the things that he still says to us. He says, by faith we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God. The word of God is still very much instrumental in what God is doing. Amen. Let's look at um, 1 Timothy 1.18. 1 
We're going to come back to that Luke 22 in a jiffy, but just want to um, you know, make us see some few things here. First Timothy 1.18, can you please run with me, um, uh, media team? First Timothy 1.18, it says, Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you. Based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier, may they help you fight well in the Lord's battle. I'm making you see this morning some of the ways, or one of the ways rather, through which the Lord expands his kingdom. And by his kingdom, I mean his will being done on the earth is through the instrumentality of the world that he gives to you and I. He created the world that we live in through his words. And I'm saying to you, he is still doing a lot of creation. He's still expanding. He's still, you know, one of the ways through which his kingdom is expressed and seen here on earth is as he speaks to us and we, and we hold on to those words to, you know, walk with those words. Pray with those words. Insist that those words find expression. He said, I want you to war a good warfare. I want you to wage a good warfare based on the prophetic instructions that has been given to you. Use these words to, you know, make your, what you are supposed to see become a reality. Amen. You know, there are times people do movies and then they, 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 they do it backwards. Like... Um, like if we're, if we're watching me right now, uh, you can do it backwards. You've seen, you can say that this book is here, but there was a time that this book was not here. We, they can, um, there's a way technology can make us see how the book got here, and then they take it back to when you now see how it was coming. Do you understand what I'm saying? There are things that are already in existence that God can see in our world, in your life, that right now we are not seeing them yet. I'm making you see that there is a level in which there, there, is a, there are things that are in existence that God is seeing that hasn't come to your own consciousness yet. But as the Lord gives you his words, and then you hold on to these words, you begin to watch over the words, listen for instructions, run with these words. You will see those things come to pass. I'm sure, I'm sure the Lord saw that we'll be sitting here this morning before he spoke to us to come to Abuja and start this community. If we are stayed back in Lagos and we say, God, we cannot have, we don't know anybody, it's only one person that we knew in Abuja at that time, we will not, but God has seen it. God has seen it and he gave his word. As many as we hold on to the world, we realize that future. As many as will not hold on to that world, we will not see that future. The way God expands his kingdom. The way you get to inherit the kingdom, one of the ways is by you holding on to the word of God. That is God's GPS, his global positioning system. This is what helps you to get located as you hold on to the word of God. Amen. So Apostle Paul said to his son, he said, war a good warfare. And that future that that prophecy spoke about, you are going to see it if you continue to lay hold. If you continue to believe in that word that has been spoken to you. If you are not trusting your senses much more than you are trusting that word. Amen. Let's look at Matthew 6.34. Matthew 6.34, the Lord Jesus was saying to them, he said, take no thoughts for tomorrow. What you will eat, what you take, no thoughts. And the truth is, Lord Jesus was telling us the kind of thoughts not to take. Because it is thought that is ruling the world. Things that come into your mind, amen. It might be the word that God has spoken to you. 
I said, so don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for it. Can we have it in the KJV? Thank you. It says, therefore, take no thoughts. Take no thoughts. There are some kind of thoughts that you are supposed to take. It says, therefore, take therefore no thoughts for tomorrow. For tomorrow shall take thoughts of its own, you know, of itself. The way we get to progress, the way the kingdom of God gets to progress amongst us is as the Lord drops things in your heart. He drops words in your heart. He drops thoughts in your heart. He drops ideas in your heart. Those are the kind of thoughts that God expects you to take. He said to us in this place, he said, take no thoughts for tomorrow, meaning do not worry. So be careful not to take that kind of thought that wants you to become, to go into worry. Don't take that one. But there are other thoughts that you are supposed to take. Is anybody understanding me now? Thoughts, see, thoughts, we, we, we really don't think things up. I have come to learn. We don't think things up. Things are, thoughts are like projected to us. They are dropped in your heart. They come to you. There are times you just say, you know, I was thinking, that is a thought with, if I'm not mistaken, somebody can check this out. I, I forgot to double check before, before today. I think in a, average, an average human being would have close to like 70,000 thoughts in a day. I'm not sure. If it's not 70, then maybe it will be 10,000. No, check. I'm sure it will be like 70,000 thoughts in one day that comes to you. How many of them are we taking? Jesus said, take no thoughts. The problem most times is the ones that they say we should not take are the ones we are taking. The ones that would do us good, that we're supposed to take, we are not taking. Thoughts are projected to you. They come to you. Amen. God sends his words. And that is why at times we are told, you know, at times, every time, we are told to stay in the word of God. Philippians 4, 8 says to us, he said, whatsoever things are lovely, things that are of good reports, honest reports, think on these things. Because as you dwell on them, you know, you can, you can lay hold of beautiful things that are constructive, beautiful things that are productive for you. The Lord Jesus said, do not take some thoughts. Don't take hold of them. Thoughts will come. They will bombard you. Be careful the ones you take hold of. Be careful. Because this is how our world comes. This is how the kingdom of God gets inherited by you and I. Some people can inherit, they can have the life of heaven on earth, while some people don't. The difference for most of us is, what thoughts are you taking hold of? Several thoughts come. How many of it are you catching, are you laying hold of, and not letting go of? God even goes a step further, and he gives us some words. And he says, stay with this word, dwell on these words, think on these things, generate thoughts from these things, put these words in your mouth, pray it, pray it, pray it, speak in tongues, you know, just watch over these words. Because as you do it, productive thoughts will come that will benefit you. But there are times we even walk away from these ones and we are looking for other ways to get things done. Hebrews 10, 7, please. Hebrews 10, 7. This is quoting the, the, the Old Testament scripture. It says, I have come in the volume of book as it is written of me to do your will, O God. I submit to you this morning that there are lots of things that have been written about you. That some of it we know, some we don't know. 
Hebrews 10, 7 says, Then I said, Behold, I have come in the volume of book. It is written of me to do your will, O God. To do your will, O God, means what? To have your kingdom. To inherit your kingdom, O God. You remember what I said to you? When you hear the will of God being done, know that is kingdom. He said, It is written of me, o, uh, written of, uh, of me in the volume of books. It is written of me to inherit your kingdom, O God. To lay hold of your kingdom, O God. To experience your kingdom, O God where your will is done in my world, wherever I find myself. It is written in the volume of books. The, the Lord Jesus said this, but I'm saying to you this morning that it is written concerning you also. It, there are plenty of things that are written concerning you. And from time to time, the Lord will make you know this thing. He will make you recognize these things. He will say these things to you. Because one of the things we'll find in the book of Matthew is that I think in the whole of Matthew you have like 68 references made to and it is um, something like it, is, it, it became fulfilled or it is written. And it's not only, you know, Matthew, if you read through the whole of Matthew, that was, that's one difference between Matthew and the remaining three um, synoptic um, gospels. If you read through, it will tell you it became, it is written. It became fulfilled. There are plenty of things that the Lord has ordained for you and I. And from time to time, He brings these things into your consciousness. There are plenty of things written about you also that need to become fulfilled. We need to have those days of, and it became fulfilled. I have a couple of, um, you know, a, a couple of things, I, I, you know, references that I wrote down here, but I'm not even sure I want to go into them. Where it is said, you know, let me just... Um, Let's see some of, the, some of the references. Matthew 122. Matthew 122 says, um, it's talking about the conception of Jesus Christ, the, the, the supernatural conception of Jesus, and a, a virgin being pregnant. And the scripture says, it became fulfilled what was said. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken through the prophet, saying, let's see verse 23. Behold, the virgin shall be, shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. He said he became, this became fulfilled. How did he become fulfilled? He became fulfilled in the life of Mary. I'm trying to help you see this morning that there are several things that have been written concerning you. Maybe not written, of course, not written in the Holy Scriptures, but there are things that the Lord has intended. The psalmist said in Psalm 139, I think verse um, 16 and 17, he says, All my days are written in your book before the very first one started. God knows everything about you and I. Mary here fulfilled prophecy because she made herself available, right? To carry the only child. I'm saying to you, there are prophecies that need to be fulfilled also as you do what you do. You might look at your life and think you are not Mary. You are not Daniel. But who actually were these people? Who were they? They were ordinary men like you and I. And you know, the, best, the earlier you started thinking and looking at yourself as being very important in God's scheme of things, the better for you and I. You know, this morning I was at my stand. I know we're just worshiping the Lord. And I'm saying, I was just saying to I don't know how the thoughts flew into my mind. That, you know, my life also could have been written. The story of my life could have been written. And they will say, you know, we see how God has been faithful. What God has done with this person's life and that person's life. It's the same with you. Don't start, let's stop looking at this. Mary is blessed, right? 
We are not equating ourselves to her, but I'm saying to you that the same way that God used all these men and women of old that were ordinary men and women is the same way that the Lord intends to use you and I. There are things that the Lord expects you to come into that you need to quickly rise up to understand them and do them. Amen. There are things the Lord, one of the ways God enlarges his kingdom, expands his kingdom, is as he drops words in our hearts. I don't want to go today without touching on Luke 22, so I'm just, go, I'm just going to skip every other thing and go straight to Luke um, 22 from verse 7. So it was the week of the Passover, and the Lord Jesus called Peter, he called John, and he said to them, I want you to go to... Um, he said, go prepare the Passover for us that we may eat. Verse 9 said, and they said to him, so where, they said to him, where do you want us to prepare it? And then he said to them, behold, when you get into a city, a man will meet you carrying a pitcher. I, 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 I hope you recognize that this word that the Lord was giving to them was their map to locate where they were, what they were supposed to locate. It was their, it was their map. This was the GPS that the Lord made available to them. He said, behold, when you, ent- when you have entered the city, a man will meet you. Or like you will see a man that is carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house which he enters. You know, researchers will tell you that a man carrying water in, you know, um, what's it called? J- in Jerusalem will not be a normal sight because it's women usually that will made servants, female servants that will do that. But then this was um, instructive. He says, you will see a man that is carrying water. Follow him. Follow him. Whichever house he enters into, ask the master of the house. Just say to him that the master says, where will he have Passover with his disciples? He said, the man will take you to a place. He will take you, he will take you upstairs. He will show you a room that is large and it is already prepared. He said, in that place. Prepare for you, for me, so that I can come have Passover with the rest of the disciples. This was the word that the Lord gave to them. And I just love verse 13. Let's see 13. Verse 13 says, So they went and found it just as he had said to them. And the Passover was prepared in that place. I want to say to you this morning that it is, your, it is your right, it is the expectation of heaven that you will inherit the kingdom of God. That you will have more of the expression of the kingdom of God in your life. That you will have more expression of not chaos, more expression of the kingdom of God in your life. And one of the ways through which it comes is that the Lord gives you his word. Through his word, you are able to navigate from where you are into where you are supposed to be. Amen. And I want to just, you know, challenge you this morning. If you are here and the Lord is speaking to you, or he has given you a word concerning your future, concerning your life, I want to ask you again this morning that you go back to the word of the Lord to you or for you. This is how you will get from where you are into where you, will be, you, you need to be next. And it is every time that this happens to us. You know, you get, you execute a particular word right now. After a while, the Lord might give you another word. Amen. This is how God enlarges his kingdom. This is how God expands his kingdom. The people that God walked with on the face of the earth, the people that we read their accounts in the scriptures, they moved with God. Because they heard his word, they held on to the word and they executed the word. The scripture says in this verse 13, it says, so they went. They got up to go and they found it just like that. 
they ask questions. What, do, what does um, GPS do? You know, all of us now, our, our phones, we have GPS, right? So we can do Google Map now, and it leads you to where you're supposed to do, to where, where you're supposed to go. There was a time when GPS was very costly. I think there was a time we had them, was it Uriah? And it was only phones that, like that that had access to these navigation, you know, um, settings. And we tell you, turn left, turn right. But I tell you, the word that God gives to you has the ability to give you direction. The word of God is the GPS of God for you to locate where you're supposed to go to. What does GPS do for us usually? It makes you know your positioning, where you can be located right now. If you pick it up, it will tell you this is where you are. Then you, if you punch in where you're supposed to be, it will give you a road map. It can give you an estimate of how long it will take for you to get to the place right. Then it, so you have positioning. It tells you where you are right now in the, as you look at the map of, you know, that, that place, that um, locality where you are. It tells you this is where you are. The GPS helps you to navigate. Navigate means it shows you how to go. The word of the Lord shows us the same thing. He said to them here, move out from here. Go into the city. When you get into a city, be on the lookout for a man. You know, stay in that place. Be, be sensitive. Be, be observant. Don't close your eyes. This is not completely up to me. It is up to you also. Lift up your eyes. Look around. He said you will definitely see a man that is carrying a pitcher. Follow him behind. Follow behind him. Any house that he enters into, enter into it. You know when we're using GPS, there are times you say turn left, you turn right. It doesn't give up on us, but at times you, 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 if you continue to disobey, disobey, you end up where you're not supposed to get to. Because it's supposed to lead you. He said you will see somebody carrying a picture. Follow him into the house. When you get into the house, ask the master. Make a demand. Make a demand. Say this is what we want. And this has been quite instru instructive. For me, this is a scripture, for instance, that the Lord has given to us metamorphosis, but it can be applied even on an individual level. But as regards us moving to a new place, a new location, this is a scripture he gave to us. This is Luke 22, 7 to 10. He said, especially verse, 13, uh, verse 12. Let's look at verse 12 again. It says, um, the man will show you a room that is, he said, then he will show you a large furnished room a large the kjv says a large prepared place a large prepared place this is what the word of the lord for instance has said to us as a community and i'm just saying that i'm not saying for instance as um for example for real this is the word of the lord to metamorphosis as regards moving out from here locating our new place and i'm trusting the lord that when we will locate that place it will be like this you will say this is what the Lord has said. It, verse 13 said they got up and they found it like that. What you need to do, I'm narrowing this down to your own personal life now, is as the word of the Lord comes to you, if you need to ask questions, ask questions. When Mary was told, Mary asked, how shall these things be? She asked and she was told. And after you have asked and you've been told, she was told that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Most High, will come upon you and overshadow you. And she said, so let it be to me. Because I don't know how this is going to happen. This is, is strange. 
It's not possible that I'm just, I just become pregnant after not, I, haven't, I haven't had time with a man. It's not possible. But then she was told, the Holy Spirit will do this. And she said, okay, I rest my case. But one of the things that we see is that God is not against you asking questions. And so Mary asked. Peter and John asked. Go and prepare a place. Where do we prepare it? And then the Lord gave them. And that word that the Lord gave them was able to get them to where the Lord wanted them to get to. The word of the Lord is strong enough to help you locate where your next level, next location should be. Where the next place, the next point of call for your life should be, the word of God is strong enough to help you locate it. As we engage the word of the Lord, as you focus on it, as you pray, as you ask questions, Lord, how will these things be? What should I, what do I need to do? You take your time and then pray. Pray about it like um, 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 Apostle Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 1.18. He said, war a good warfare. I want to encourage you this morning that the word of the Lord is sure. The word of the Lord, the scripture says, the word of the Lord will not fail until Shiloh comes. What the Lord has promised you, the Lord is able to do it. If you are able to wait on the Lord, hold on to the Lord, trust the Lord, believe the Lord. Be attentive to the Lord. I tell you the word of the Lord as we hold on to it as a a, a navigational tool to get to where I need to be from where I am right now. He's able to bring peace your way. He's able to bring you into promotion. He's able to bring you into prosperity. He's able to deliver to you the life that the Lord intends for you and I. I want to just encourage you this morning. If the Lord has spoken, he has said things about you. He has said things, for instance, to us at the beginning of the year. He said it will be a year of glory. It's time again to go back to those words and begin to lay hold of the word. This is how you inherit the kingdom of God. This is how you experience the kingdom of God. This is how you have the days of heaven on earth that the Lord has intended for you. Hold on to the word of God. As we see in this, um, in this Bible accounts here, on this, um, um, what's it called, accounts that we see in this Luke 22, that at the end of the day, they got up, they went, They followed the instructions they were given and they found it just as the Lord has said it. May you find it as the Lord has said it to you too in the name of Jesus. But you are going to have to get up and begin to hold the word of the Lord. You know these people did not sit back waiting for the word to happen. They got moving. They moved out. They did things. They were out looking for the the man carrying picture. They got to the house. They asked the man. First, um, first Kings 17.9, I'll just round up there. First Kings 17.9. Because truly, um, the Lord says things to you at times that does not make sense. I think it was um, Reverend Akaya that said that. That God does not make sense. He makes what? Spirit, I think. Did he say he makes, he makes what? Is that what he said? He makes faith. He said God does not make sense. He doesn't make sense at times. There are times that the Lord makes sense. And when, what do we even call sense? No, really. What is sense, God? Because God is the, is the custodian, is wisdom himself. So what you are calling wisdom, sense self, if we observe it very well, it might be foolishness. Because if, if, it, doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. Sense in our own world. But it makes all the sense if you look at it. First, Corinth, no, First Kings 17, verse 9. This is the word of the Lord that came to Elijah. Arise, go to Zerah first. Wheat belongs to Sidon and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide 
for you. You know, this scripture, there's never a time I, when I go through it, I just, I'm listening to uh, the uh, Bible reading and then I hear it, I just, I laugh. You would think that God has perished, he has finished the work for the prophets when he told him this. He said, go, I have commanded, but what we see afterwards, does it, did it, does it look like God commanded any widow? Hmm? When the man of God got to the woman, the woman said, you know, she, he just asked for water. He said, please give me a cup of water. And the woman was okay to go and get him a cup of water because that water I have in abundance I can give. She was going and the man called her. He said, please, a particular translation says, while you are at it, I don't know why, how somebody can be at, be at water and be bringing bread. He said, while you are at it, please bring me bread also. While you are fetching water, please bring, bring bread. So the woman said, mm -mm. I don't have bread. What I have is very small. It's for me and my son to eat. And as in, the woman's case was, was bleak. There was no hope. It was end of, she had finished trusting God. God has sustained her to a stage. And she said, at that point, God, you have even tried. Me and my son, we have stayed till this time with this famine. You have tried for us. Let's just take this and leave. But the man of God said, don't worry. Make for me. It doesn't make sense. Make for me. And I'm telling you that this provision that you have will be multiplied. It will not run out. You will live many days. Amen. And indeed, the woman found it like that. I want to just remind you again this afternoon or this day that the word of God is strong. The word of God is powerful. The word of God is able to get you into that desired future much more than you even desire for yourself. Amen. The word of God is capable of helping you navigate from where you are into that place where the Lord wants you to get into. But you will need to engage the world. You will need to believe in the world, in the word that God has said to you. You will need to believe it. You will need to hold on to it. Amen. And as you do, you will experience, like I said earlier on, peace, prosperity. The word of the Lord delivers it to us. He delivers promotion to us. Amen. He delivers abundance to us in the name of Jesus. So I want to just encourage you, and I'm encouraging us as a community also. You know, we're trusting the Lord that we will move from here and move into another place. And the Lord has said to us that we are going into a large prepared place. Amen. We are going into a place that is large. Not only is it large, he said the place is prepared. You know, like I said about sense, preparation for you and I might be different from what God is calling preparation. But we're going to have to first and foremost say, Lord, we say yes to what you are saying. We say yes to the fact that you are taking us into a place. The scripture says, um, um, Proverbs 14, no, no, Proverbs 4, verse 8. It says, the path of the righteous man is like a shining light. It shines brighter and brighter. And that is why I will not, I will not, um, I, I will not um, um, fail to understand and believe that, yes, we will go into a place that is big, that is larger than where we are right now. Because we believe that our path is shining brighter. Amen. That is what the scripture says. In God, it gets better. It doesn't retrogress. Amen. But we are going to have to match our faith, match it with what the Lord is doing, what the Lord has said to us. Amen. Faith is not, um, faith is not going into something blindly. Faith is inched on the word that the Lord has given to you. As a community, God has given us a word that this year we will experience glory on an individual level. 
And as a community also, we believe that the glory of the Lord will be experienced. It will be manifested among us. But we are going to have to say yes to the word of the Lord. The Lord is saying to us in this um, Luke 22 verse 12, it says you will be shown a place that is large and it is prepared. Uh, as you stand to your feet this morning, I want you to stand. You are going to just first and foremost talk to the Lord about yourself. Are there things in your life? Are there things in your life that the Lord has said to you? Is there a promise that the Lord has said to you? It might be delaying in coming to pass, but I'm telling you that the word of the Lord will not fail. Shiloh will come. Shiloh will come. The Lord will make his word good. He will make it good. His word is true. I want you to remind yourself and commit yourself again to the Lord this morning and say, God, I believe the word you have spoken to me. I believe that as I hold on to this word, as I look into this word, you will help me to navigate my way. It will help me to navigate from where I am right now into where I'm supposed to be. If you need to remind yourself, maybe the, the year is just gone somehow and you have even forgotten the word that the Lord spoke to you at the beginning of the year, you want to remind yourself of it again and say, I know that the word of God is true. The Lord will make true what he has said. He will make true. He will make it, he will make it good. He will make his word good. As we see in the book of Matthew, it is fulfilled, it is fulfilled, it is fulfilled. The word of the Lord gets fulfilled. What the Lord has promised you will find expression as we trust the Lord, as we hold on to the Lord. Amen. As you engage that word that the Lord has given you, as you don't drop the word, you know, in a place as you take it up, looking at it again there will be a performance of this word there will be a performance of the word of God in your life I want you to just commit to that again you are part of something big something that is bigger than you This your life did not start with you alone God started something before you were brought on the scene you are a part of a big story so your life indeed makes sense your life makes all the sense as you allow the Lord do what he wants to do in the area of your business, in the area of your family, in the area of your health, as you engage the Lord concerning your calling, concerning your work with the Lord, every aspect of your life is important. Every aspect of your life is adding something to some other things. Amen. There is a whole lot going on on the face of the earth and you are very much a part of what the Lord is doing. Things have been written about you in the volume of the books. You have to rise up and believe it. You have to believe it and stop looking at your life as if you are you know you are living in isolation your life is not lived in isolation the lord is writing a beautiful story with all of our lives and that is why there is demand on every one of us to do our part do your part if the lord is pushing you concerning your business it's because it's going to be necessary for the for, for the collective goodness of all of us amen if the lord is pushing you not to stay as a single girl not to stay as a single single lady a single man it's because he has impacts it will have effect on other people you know the areas of our, our of our general existence i want you to just remind remember the word of the lord if you have given up you have you have dropped and um, you know expecting god i want you to pick it up again the scripture says that these men peter and john they got up they went out and they found it as the lord has intended you need to get up also with that word you need to get up with that word you need to uh, uh, you know go so that you can find 
find it as the Lord has intended so that you can find it, it can become fulfilled and it can be written concerning you also that, the, that it might be fulfilled which has been said. Several things have been written about you, several things have been said about you and the Lord wants that these things will come into, into fulfillment. They will find fulfillment, they will be done, they will be ticked, they will be marked and then you move into the next one. I want you to say to, to the Lord, the Lord I am trusting you again. Where maybe I've given up, I'm not asking for this thing again. I'm not even bothering about it anymore. You need to go back. Where you need to ask questions, you will ask questions. Where you need to say, Lord, what should I do next? Where, where should I go next? What is the next point of call right now? You will keep doing it. You will do your part and leave the Lord to do his own part. Amen. Amen. I want us to also pray as a community. I want us to say yes to the Lord. Let's say yes to the word he gave to us. In this Luke 22 verse 12, he said then we will be shown as a community. We are going to be shown a large place that is furnished. And the Lord said, in that place, I'm going to have communion with you. In that place, I'm going, to have, I'm going to share with you my disciples. In that place, the Lord fed them. They took communion. We are trusting the Lord that we will also take possession of the place that the Lord has intended for us as a community. I want you to release your faith into this and say, God, we say yes to you. We say yes to this large prepared place in the name of Jesus. We say yes to your word. We say yes to your word. We are allowing our faith to rise in the name of Jesus. When you are following um, you know, um, the GPS, you need to have connection. Your connection is your faith. If you don't have data, you will not be able to move. You know, once your data finishes, you are stuck in that place. You will need to figure the rest out with your, you know, by yourself or ask people around. But when you are connected to data, if you have ter- all this terrestrial network, MCN and all that, then it will lead you to where you are supposed to go. Your data, in this case, is your faith. You need to release your faith into the word of the Lord. This word that, for instance, that the Lord has given to us as a community. He has said metamorphosis, you will move away from Stafford Dialysis building, you are going to go into a new place, and that place will be a large and prepared place. It is prepared for you. The word of the Lord will locate that place. You know, the word of the Lord will, will make you see, it will make us, you know, locate that place and be able to move into that place. Through the word of the Lord, we'll be able to lay hold of that place and call it ours in the name of Jesus. We're able to take possession of it. We'll be able, because the truth is, I, I said to you at the beginning, that this is about the kingdom of God. It's not just about you. It is not just about metamorphosis. It's about what God wants to do. As far as it is about God, the Lord will bring it to pass. Amen. He will bring it to pass. He will do as he has promised. He will do as he has intended. He wants us to latch on. He wants us to say yes. He wants us to make use of our data. Connect with your faith connect use your faith to say lord we say yes to you we say yes to you we say yes to this new place that you are showing us this new place that you have called you have carved out for us we say yes to it we lay hold of it and at the end of the day as a community we will say to you lord you are faithful in the name of jesus we will say to you that you are faithful faithful is he who has promised who also will do it you have promised us that 
that we are going into a large place. We are going into a place that is prepared. We are going into a place where there is order. There is a place where there is pattern. We are going into a place that is already prepared for us. And it is large. The place is roomy. The Lord has made room, not only in the physical, not just the, 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 square, um, the, the, the you know, um, um, square meter that is, you know, of the place. Not just the size, the physical size of the place. But we are saying the Lord has made room for us in that part of the city. He has made room for us. Room to prosper. Room for the kingdom of God to be expanded and enlarged. The Lord has made room for us for more souls to come into the kingdom from at that location in the name of Jesus. The Lord has made room even for you and I to be more prosperous also in our lives in the name of Jesus. We declare that we move into this new place that we declare that the Lord has gone ahead of us. The Lord has gone ahead of us. He has come, gone ahead of us. He's leading us into that place and the Lord is leading us to take hold in the name of Jesus. I want you to just go ahead and pray. Pray into this new place that the Lord is released upon us. This new season that the Lord is released upon us. This new place that the Lord is leading us into. I want you to pray and say, God, take us by the hand. Help us. Strengthen us in our hearts that we are able to lay hold of it. That we do not miss out on what you are doing in the name of Jesus. Let's release our faith. Let's release our faith. That is majorly what the Lord expects of you and I. If we get, you know, the place we've gotten right now, we are told you are going to pay 7.5 for instance, but we trust that the Lord will bring the resources. He will bring the money in the name of Jesus. He will bring the money. He will bring the money. He will make the provision. He will make it, he will make it available in the name of Jesus. Lord, we declare all that we need, all that we need, we lay hold of it in the name of Jesus beyond the rent, all that we need. The scripture says all that you need for life and godliness, the Lord has made available. The authority that we need to even occupy the place, that authority in the spirit realm that we need, oh God, Lord, we lay hold of it in the name of Jesus. The wisdom that we need for this new season of our existence as a community, Lord, we lay hold of that wisdom also in the name of Jesus. Le maramba yindanimo sukotoli danemon shadalia we lay hold of all that you have for us, all that you have for us as a community, all that you have for us individually. The peace, Lord, that is coming to us, we receive it as we obey your word in Jesus' name. We receive the promotion, the promotion that is coming in the physical realm, that is coming, oh God, in the spiritual realm, that is coming emotionally. We receive the promotion, oh God, that comes with being obedient to your word in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we follow your leading, as we allow your word to instruct us, as we allow your word to guide us, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we declare that we experience the days of heaven on earth as you have intended for us as a community. In the name of Jesus, we say yes to your word to us. The words that you have even spoken to all of us individually, Lord. Words that you have spoken to us, things that you have inspired us with, oh God. Lord, I pray that as we go back 
back and we begin to ruminate over these words. We begin to wait upon these words as we put the words in our mouth and we begin to pray it out. We begin to pray it out in the, in, in the prayer of the, of the Spirit, prayer language of the Spirit, and we pray out to God in our understanding. We declare, oh God, that we lay hold. We lay hold. We lay hold. He comes to pass. He becomes fulfilled. All that you have said to us and said about us individually and collectively, we embrace our new season. We embrace our new season. We march it to God with the right attitude. We say yes to you in the name of Jesus. Yes to your will. Yes to your way. Yes to all that you intended to do in the name of Jesus. We look beyond ourselves. We look beyond what we can do and what we cannot do. We look to you, our God, who is able to make your word true. Lord, we pray that you will help us to say yes. You will help us, oh God, to be obedient. You will help us, oh God, to release our faith into what you have ordered in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for every individual. Thank you, Father, for the word that you have spoken. Thank you for your promises that are yes and amen to every family that is here, to every man, to every woman. We thank you because you are a God that is faithful. Thank you because your word says you say a thing and you stand by it to perform it. Father, we thank you for all that you have said concerning our individual families, concerning our individual lives, concerning our children, concerning our businesses, concerning our marriages, concerning our health, concerning our work with you, concerning our ministries, concerning this community, Lord. We say yes to all that you have said said, we believe you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray that you will help us to be obedient. You said if we are willing, if we are obedient, we will hear the good of the land. We will enjoy our lives. We will see life and we will see it in abundance. The one that, the, the type that the Lord Jesus uh, uh, promised. He said, I have come that you might have life and have it in abundance. Lord, we receive abundance life even as we release our faith into the words that you have given to us as individuals, as families and as a community in the name of Jesus. Help us, O oh God, to continue to trust in your word where people have grown weary and tired. Lord, we ask that you will cause faith to rise in our hearts again. As we go back, the scripture says, faith comes through the word of the Lord. As we go back to the word that you have given to us, Lord, I ask, let faith rise so that we might journey with you and we might lay hold of the promises in the name of Jesus. Father, we also pray concerning ourselves as a, as a community. We we thank you for metamorphosis. We thank you because you are the God of times and seasons. You are the one that's commanded a new season upon us. You have told us to break camp and to move forward. And forward, Lord, we move in the name of Jesus. Father, as we begin to break camp in, in this place, as we, begin to be, as we begin to just pack up, as we begin to, to round things up here, to lay hold of the place that you have shown us, the place you are leading us to, Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that there will be a fulfillment of all that you have spoken in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that not only will we journey from here into that place in the physical 
But Lord, spiritually we will journey. Spiritually we will grow in our faith, in our confidence in you, in learning how you work with people in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask, oh God, that by the time we are arriving, by the time we are arriving at that other place, oh God, we'll be able to say, like it was said in this Luke 22 verse 13, that we found it just as you said. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We say, let it be unto us according to your word. In the name of Jesus, we are prayed. Amen. Amen. This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.